Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Then Again, What Do We Know? I'm Brianne Griebel. With me is my partner in podcast, Mer Monson. Hello, Mer. Hey, Brian. I thought I would switch it up just by putting a different tone in my voice, a different cadence. I noticed. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> Same words, different tone. <laughs> um, so, we're off to a good start. Always, always kind of in this weirdness. Um, uh, we were going to talk about identity today. Um, who are you? <laughs> I think we'll go deep today, you know, as a change from where we usually stay on the shallows. <laughs> and it's feeling really big to me in this moment, that's for sure. Um, talk about uncertain and unknown. Yeah. <laughs> we did our little spiel before we hit record of like, what do you want to talk about? I, I don't know. Maybe what do you want to talk about? Um and this, the topic of identity had been on our list for a while. And uh, I think um, it's always, in my mind, a useful exploration. Um, but particularly, you know, we're still in the midst of the, the COVID craziness. And um, I don't know if anybody, um, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily put it this way. Um, but I think a lot of um, the uneasiness that people might be feeling uh, is around who am I? You know, what am I up to? What What is this life thing that's going on? Because, you know, so much of our life has become changed so quickly. Like, so, you know, we're not our jobs, obviously, because that was, you know, taken away for a lot of people or our surroundings or, you know, so I think identity, like who, who you are, that get, when, that, when that gets questioned, either directly or indirectly, uh, it, it causes a lot of upheaval until you kind of have an idea of something beyond identity. So anyway, that was my giant word vomit intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I didn't this, taste that bad. This, I, <laughs> as I'm just talking, I, you know, the little voice in my head's like, "What are you talking about, Brienne?" Um, so hopefully, we didn't lose anybody in the first, you know, minute and a half, two minutes, or whatever. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Stick with us. This always, <laughs> always goes someplace interesting eventually. <laughs> yeah, hang on, keep breathing. <laughs> I'm actually, I think I might have been saying that for myself. Hang in there, Brienne. <laughs> You've got her to take over for you if you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, the, the thing that one of the things that struck me as you were quote-unquote vomiting, <laughs> was 
just how much of a foundational question this is. Like, whatever, whatever we see about who we are, and whatever we've made up about that, I mean, we always seem to land in that spot in every subject, right? Mm-hmm. What have we made up about this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And when we look at what we've made up about who we are and how it looks to us, man, everything else gets rearranged into that that, that picture that we've made up mm-hmm. about who we think we are. Which is why it's such a, you know, why it can feel like such a huge question. And at the same time, what a cool one, because it, it allows us to look, you know, deep enough, high enough, far up there enough that whatever we see about it, it, it could change the color of everything in a moment. Yeah. So that's why the conversation's so cool to be in. Yeah, I think it's... It- until it kind of hit me in the face, um, it never occurred to me to question who I was. Um, maybe things about me, right? Questioning certain specifics, like, you know, am I, um, you know, like I, I had a lot of it about, you know, kind of my career and what I was doing with my time, like, like that stuff kind of seemed up for grabs, like, you know, okay, well, I'm, I'm certainly not just my job. And, but, you know, I want to like, do I want to, you know, be a bookkeeper for the rest of my life, because I was doing it for so long. And like, ooh, I'm gonna be a coach, like, so the specific things about me seemed up for grabs. But the fundamental question of who am I seemed a given. Like I was born into who I am. Um, you know, I am, you know, five foot nine now, which is interesting. That of course changed up until a point. <laughs> and it probably will again. I'll probably shrink. Um, you know, I was, you know, born into, you know, I was into astrology really deeply for a hot minute. Um, so like I am a Pisces. Like that that was a defining thing about me. Um and it, but the question of who I am and that an exploration of that could constantly keep stripping things away. I guess maybe it never even appealed to me because there were certain things I didn't want to question. Like I wanted to hang on to them. You know, I wanted to, like when I was a Pisces, I liked all the things about a Pisces, you know, Pisces are creative and, you know, (laughs) like, but at some point it limits you. And that's not a bad thing. It's not, it's not bad to, to have borders and edges, but it's also, it falls short of what is possible. To question who you are and keep taking things away. Like I haven't gotten to a definitive answer, by the way, but the, the exploration of who I am and, you know, maybe even the opposite of who I'm not and really questioning that stuff has taken away so many layers of who I thought I was. It's kind of like I keep getting, it's like if who I am is in a room and I'm taking up the whole room, it's like getting curious about those edges and those lines keeps giving me a bigger and bigger room to play in. Like I keep getting more and more space because it's like, oh, I'm not that. Like it's a fun thing I've been playing with and, 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 and pretending, and, but that's not who I am. It's delightful. 
now and sometimes scary. Yeah, I love your words, delightful and scary. That's, <laughs> it's just, it, they're totally out. But I, I, I love, I love your point that this isn't an exploration where we're going to end up with our finger on it. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this isn't a, we're going to get it right and then we have it down <clears throat> and then we move on. Like, and how cool that the exploration itself results in, in a, a fresher, cleaner, more open, more spacious experience of ourselves mm-hmm. without ever having to find, quote unquote, the right answer or the answer or even a answer. Like it's, it's almost, it's the, un, it's the undoing, unlayering. It's all that stuff coming off the top that it, it's just, it's like it's not in clear view, but it's, there is less in the way and we get a, <clears throat> a stronger and stronger sense of it. One of the words that I've heard passed around a lot um, the last few weeks is essence. Mm-hmm. You know, our essence, which is just another lens of, of looking at, at who we are. But that, that part of us or that us that, that's never changed and, and that didn't come about because of where we were born, the family we grew up in, <clears throat> the friends we had, the siblings we had, the culture, the time, the culture, the, the religion, country. the time. Yeah. yeah. It's it, one, one person I heard describe it as I saw a picture of myself in my second grade yearbook and I was like, Oh, that's me. I'm still, I'm still that whatever I see in those eyes, you know, mm. but it, I, there's something about just just even looking in the direction of of what is that in us that has always been there from day one and has not been affected or molded or changed it or changed or taught or damaged or impacted or conditioned you know like that that's beyond all of those experiences that we tend to define as ourselves yeah and it's <clears throat> It is really tricky to see the difference between who you are and who you've conditioned yourself to be or believed yourself to be. Because, like, and this, this, is, the, this is kind of where I, you get into the territory where it stops making sense. But it's like who you were before you were born and who you will be after you die. Right? Because we... we we still want to put parameters on who we are. Now, I've read a lot of, like, I suppose, I suppose you could say spiritual writings. And I've looked in this direction enough to get a glimpse of what people mean when they say, like, you are the infinite consciousness. Like, that's what we all are. We are all, like, when you have an idea of who you are, that appears inside the consciousness. But that's not you. It will come and it will go. You are the, the, the entire infinite consciousness. I can't wrap my head around that, though. Like, I don't have the experience of nothingness but consciousness. I have the experience of what's inside of consciousness. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but the thing that's interesting about it 
is that who you are cannot, if you can put a word to it, it's not right. If you can put a label to it, if you can put a story to it, if you can put a beginning and an end to it, if you can put a journey to it, if you can put um, anything behind it at all, it's thought, it's a story, it's a belief. And they're really cool. Like I always come back to, you don't have to fight those things. You don't have to like try to get away from them. But questioning it leads you to some very interesting places. That's where you get that spacious feeling. Like when you begin, to, and I say you, but I, I don't know what anybody else's experience of their own journey is going to be. So what I really mean is me. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I, I have found a place where there is still story, right? There is, there, there is still thought and there is still imagination and beliefs and conditioning. Like it's all still there. But when you kind of get a glimpse of like, that's not the actual substance of life. That's just, that's the stuff that's in it, but that's not like what it's made of. Like the totality, which I can never wrap my head around, is kind of where it's at. It means when I start getting a glimpse of that, when I've seen so many things fall away that I thought were true and I go, oh shit, that, that's not right either. That's not it either. That's, that's also thought. That's also a belief. That's also conditioning, which I thought was true. Like I've had that happen so many times that there is a space that comes available where I don't have to fight who I am nor reach for something other than what I am in that particular moment. You know, there's, I'm not like insisting like, oh, I need something else. I need to be something else. You know, I'm not trying to bring something else into my experience. And I'm also not fighting what is just there. Like that to me is what, what presence is. Like, it's not like, a, it's not about being here now. Like it's not a, a moment in time. It's that I am neither reaching for something nor pushing something away. And there's no... Like to be able to do that, you have to like loosen the edges of who and what you are. You have to at least give yourself the benefit of the doubt of like, maybe this isn't it. Did that make sense at all? <laughs> mm -hmm. Or just letting it sink in. Yeah. And sometimes I should say, I'm like, I shouldn't say make sense because like when you try to make sense of it, your brain gets involved and then it gets, then it goes cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> The, the one, one of the things I picked up on is, is one of the side effects of, of genuinely exploring this for ourselves is, you called it a feeling of spaciousness. And I, I'm remembering, I, I think we have moments of this you know, billions of times in our lives. I think it's that natural, ordinary place when we're not absolutely in our made-up worlds, which we are in a lot of the time. But I mean, we're just you know we're built to fall out, so we do. <laughs> yeah. But but I one of the first times I really became conscious of I'm not who I thought I was. <clears throat> Gosh, I don't know why I'm clearing my throat so much today. Sorry. Me too. I have the, I have like three um, weeks later, I'm, like, <clears throat> I'm still getting over a cold, but anyway. That's not me. That's not really me that's doing that. <laughs> that's not who I really am. <laughs> I, am I am not my 
throat motion. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, anyway, back uh, to my point. But this is very Wait, serious when stuff, Burr. Stop it. Yes, it is. <laughs> Stop lightening up. <laughs> when I when I first got a like a real <laughs> overwhelming dose of I'm not who I think I am. And, and another way of putting that was I woke up to the fact that all of my thinking about myself was just thinking. And so I just immediately got eyes for what wasn't because I saw thinking more clearly as a whole. Mm. And the immediate effect was this feeling of just expansiveness just space and freedom and lightness and and um and joy like it just it felt like I was literally floating for a time and I think that's just so so gorgeous that that's that's almost a touch point for me now is is my awareness of that feeling and my awareness and of my awareness of it <laughs> you know that it, that when when i feel constricted and tight and small and like there's somewhere i need to get like you said i'm reaching for something or trying to change something i just kind of know somewhere in my head that i'm caught up in a in a made up story about who I am and that's that's all that's going on yeah you know and it and it can be i think it's really prevalent common i don't know what the word is i'm looking for um it happens most of the time to most people of in you know times like this uh, you know, when we're all going through this massive, um, sudden change to our, our regular daily lives, um, the, the kind of almost programmed response is to double down on reinforcing the borders of who you are. Um, maybe in a different way, but it's like, okay, well, everything's changing me, I, it's like, I need to do something with this time. And sometimes it's like, well, I should stress, you know, or sometimes like, oh, well, I really need to get into action here. Like, I've got to, you know, take control. I've got to use this time wisely. Or um, like, it's almost a, like, okay, well, if this isn't available to me now, what, what, what do I need to do now? And it's really like putting a whole lot of pressure on this idea of who you are and what's, what you're responsible for and what you're in control of. And, you know, before we hit record, we were thinking about talking about kind of control and uncertainty. Um, but it kind of wraps into this because when the, when the edges of who you are kind of start to blur, so does the need for control of what you can't control. And there's almost a safety in the uncertainty. It's because when you begin to see the edges of you start to blur, you are responsible for less and less. 
it's like less and less is up to you. Less and less is your fault or your responsibility. And that it just, you know, and then you're going back into that spaciousness feeling. Like for me, that spaciousness feeling, sometimes it does come with that feeling of joy. Um, but a lot of times it's just pretty ordinary. You know, the feeling I have of, of freedom comes from the recognition of I was, I was in some place tight and now I'm in some place loose. But, but the space itself is just natural. It's just, it's almost, it, like it's because it's always there. It's just, we fill it up with this idea of what I'm supposed to do and what's my responsibility and what's my job and what do I need to take on. And, you know, I had this experience um, with my mom, who, as I was just telling you, she's in the middle of all of this craziness. She's been asked to move out of her the facility she's in. Um, and it's so interesting to see. There was, like, they gave us a notice on Friday, and we couldn't do anything until Monday. We couldn't contact other facilities or any agencies until Monday. So I had two days of, there's nothing I could do. And it was so interesting to watch my mind think that, well, what you should do is worry. Like if there's nothing for you to physically do, you can't contact anybody. There, there are no actions for you to take. Part of me like decided like, well, you should worry. Surely worrying about it, stressing about it, ruminating over it. My mind actually thought that was helpful until I caught on to it. It's like, because it's like, oh, well, that I'm doing, if I'm worrying, at least I'm doing something. <laughs> you know? Like, mm -hmm. because the I seemed so important. Me, what I'm supposed to do, what I'm responsible for. And then it just kind of got pierced of like, this isn't me. This isn't up to me. It's not on me. Like, this is a thing that's happening. Like, you are always a thing that's happening. Well, I shouldn't even say that. Always is the wrong word. You notice that you're a thing that's happening. <laughs> but the noticing to me is, is where all the juice is at. The awareness. The ability to see what you are doing or thinking and feeling. Not specifically what you're doing, thinking, or feeling, but your ability to see it. And yeah, that, that's huge. Yeah, that ability to see has no borders. It has no de definition. It has no edges. That's what I'm referring to when I say like the edges begin to blur. That ability to see Brienne and see what she's doing and see what she's feeling and seeing what's possible and what she can and can't do. The seeing, the ability to see that is I, I think what people are meaning when they say that you are the infinite consciousness. That's more of who and what you are than any of the things you can talk about what you are doing, thinking or feeling. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's almost as simple as recognizing we're not what's ever happened, whatever will happen, what's happening. We're not what we've ever thought about it or mm -hmm. felt about it. You know, it's all these words are passing through my mind, like victim, empowerment, mm. Felt like these are all different ways of of misunderstanding that we are the experience we're having. Yeah, and and that you know when you just said that empowerment, it, it to me that highlights how tricky it is 
because empowerment seems like the opposite of victimhood. So that's kind of what I mean when people try to double down. They're like, oh, I don't want to be the victim. I don't want to be. So I'm going to, I'm going to empower myself, right? I'm going to go from the feeling of helplessness to I am doing something about it. And that it, 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 it looks, it makes sense to do until you begin to see that that reinforces an area that will never be stable. Like it, it reinforces something that can't always be. And so you're not actually, it can be momentary, it can momentarily soothe, but it's not going to last long. And so like this, this questioning of who you are, like, who are you? It begins to get you closer and closer to a place that doesn't need to be soothed. You know, it's like you can kind of try to soothe yourself, but when you begin to see the borders start to fade of who you are, you don't need to. And I'm all for less work because I'm a lazy SOB. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I I, go ahead. No, well, that's, that's, that's kind of just it. Like people, we, 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 we want to work on ourselves, but what if yourself isn't really there in the way you think it is? If there's less work, are you up for less work? You know, and it's just a seeing, like the more you see, the less there is to do. Not that you won't do things, you definitely will. It just won't feel like there won't be that, that um, desperation, there won't be that urge, there won't be that um, effort, that energy. It'll just be, it'll just be, it'll just happen. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think one of the ways I would describe that is... It's like, it's like when you've been dreaming and you wake up mm, mm, mm. and you, you recognize there's nothing to do about the dream. Mm, great metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> it has, it, there's, you, because your, your essence or, or who or what you actually are is, knows that it's a dream. Mm. And the moment you know that, it, it stops making sense to get inside the dream and try to make it go better hmm. or make it be different. Like it's, and it's not that you're not still experiencing the dream. I mean, like, because we're always experiencing an idea of ourselves. You know, we're always in, in a world where we've made up ourselves to be something. But when there's that space you're talking about around it, when there's room around it, when there's even just a, a whiff or a notion or a sense that it's, it's more dream than awake. Mm -hmm. It's more, um, it's less solid than reality, than you you recognize there's this vastness beyond it from which you can live and move and breathe and respond and create. Like you don't have to mess with it. You don't have to mess with all those, all that thinking about ourselves like we think we do yeah. until we see it. <laughs> I remember having this, when I first started to see this, I, I was laughing 
I was laughing for my for like two weeks. I just kept busting up into laughter because uh, how at myself for thinking that I had to get inside my psyche, you know, which was created like everyone else's out of our past and conditioned stories and blah, 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 blah. These are my wounds. These are the things I'm working on. These are the things I need to overcome and forgive and these are, shift. These and are the powers. Heal. And these are the powers that are controlling me. Like these are the yeah, systems yeah. I am a victim to, or, you know, and again, me in astrology, like, yeah, you know, this is the energy of the planets that is controlling my emotions or, you know. Yeah. It's that journey from I'm a victim. I'm going to empower myself out of this dark labyrinth. You know, I'm going to find my way to the light and I'm going to get there. And then when I had that recognition that it it was like, oh, I wish I had a cool visual for this. But it felt like I'd been crawling around in this little two inch gross moldy sponge. And I just realized like that wasn't me. It was just a dark corner of my mind. And, <laughs> and I've always been right here in the sunshine the mm. entire time. And it was just funny to me. You know, and, and yes, I had I had suffered so much as we do when we just don't see that glimpse of truth of what we're not and what we are. And I think that's kind of a gift of, of times like this when we're when we're up against our idea of ourselves. Mm. Because we can get eyes. You know, when things fall away that weren't us, we can get clear eyes for, for what doesn't fall away, for what is us. Yeah. But so often we're just we're chasing the thing that's falling away. You know, no 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 yeah. no. no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I think of retirement, you know, all the thinking around retirement and how people struggle when they lose their job mm. and their life's work in that sense. And, and yet from the other side, all the all experiences like that are an invitation to look again at, at who we are. And man, I just I just have to say. Like every time I look, there's nothing wanting there. I mean, there's so much richness and fullness and depth in in just the sense alone, without any specifics. Yeah, it's okay. This <laughs> I have this baby metaphor, like wanting to come through. So I don't know what this is going to, what kind of jumble this might be, but it's like, <clears throat> metaphorically speaking, there are spaces between every thought you ever had or ever will have or are having. Um, every belief, you know, another word for it, every concept, another word for it. And you know, there has to be, because it's like for, for music to exist, there has to be space between the notes, right? There has to be silence. Otherwise, music couldn't exist. But when you're really involved in the music, all you're hearing is the notes. That's all you can hear. But that the notes exist means there must be space for them to exist in, right? There, ha there actually is space between the notes. We're so used to looking at our lives and looking at the music of our life, like the specific 
notes and tunes and rhythms that, that are happening right now. But the space in between the notes, the space in between your thoughts, and again, it's not a physical space. Space is a metaphor. Um, that there, there are no ideas in that space. There's no need for an idea. There's no need for a journey, a destination. There's no need to ruminate on the past. There's no healing that needs to be take place because nothing is broken. Like the music can quote unquote be broken and the metaphor is breaking down here, but like the music can go wonky and, and notes can become dissonant and, you know, rub your ears the wrong way. And, and, like the music can do all of that. Everything that's a story can go wonky and weird and disappoint you or empower you or, you know, make you feel like a victim or like you're doing well. Or it's like we all want to focus on the music, on the story of our life, on the story of me, on the story of Brienne, what she's up to, what she's up against. And we want to look at it at that level and try to fix it or make it better, make the music better. And we get so enamored with it that we lose the sight of the silence or the, <laughs> all my metaphors are getting mixed here, but we lose that you can just be. Like the experience can just happen. The music can just go flow because the safety is in the space that allows the music to happen. You are safe where there is no you that needs to be thought about, to be worked on to be empowered, to go on a hero's journey, to like whatever it is that we feel like we're up against. Nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, so few people, one, even ha have an idea that that space exists because they're so enamored with the music. But two, bother looking there. They, we really think all the juice is in the story, it's in the music. We all think it's that's where we need to look and focus instead of like letting go of all of it and residing in the space. Which you always do, right? There has to be space for there to be any music. You are always in this space that we're talking about. You are always in it. You are never away from it. It's impossible for you to have any experience whatsoever without it. That's the reason all we can ever do is notice it, become exactly, aware of it. Exactly. The second we put words to it, we're now in the music and not in the space, but that's fine. It's really fun and delightful to try to to explain it and explore it to the ends of what our intellect can do. It's just that noticing the space gives you a totally different experience of the music. Uh, it, it has for me, for sure. It just does something for us. It's so much, like we tend to want to trade one story for another. Like I used to be this, but then I changed and now I'm this. And you might like this version of yourself better than a previous version of yourself. That's fine and dandy. But it doesn't hold a candle to the feeling of not having to be any of it. At least it has been in my experience. I always have to, again, come back to my experience. Yeah. I, I know, but wow, that was gorgeous. Sometimes I think of it as the blank space, you know, between the words on a page. Yeah. Yeah. Just another way of pointing to the same thing. Yeah, similar metaphor. There has to be a blank white page for there to be any story written. If you don't have to write a better story, you are the blank white page. <laughs> you know, the one other thing that that's really hitting me 
in this is one one of the oh, I don't have the word. Um, I'm just not going to give it one. Like the difference. One of the differences I'm really seeing from when we are in the music, in the story, versus when we are aware of the space, and for lack of a better word, resting in it, that, or operating from it, is this sense of um, aloneness versus Connection isn't a strong enough word for me. You know, I guess oneness. <laughs> I'm struggling for words here, can you tell? <laughs> but kind of has what happens, that. right? <laughs> it's like how do I explain the notes without using notes? <laughs> yeah. But just I, like for me, just I look through my own eyes at it, which is all I can ever do, right? Is I just notice that when in those moments where I'm more present to the space, even the word space being a metaphor, but when I'm more present to being that space where it all comes from, like there's, there's a, an incredible um, undertone of just safety like, I, I don't ever feel when I'm aware of that, that I am alone and it's all on my back and it's all up to me. And I guess that for me, that's become another touch point of where am I oriented to? Where, where, where is my awareness? And not that I need to manage that either, mm -hmm. but I just notice that that's one of the ways I know where I'm looking, where I'm coming from, where I'm hanging out in, where my attention is, is that feeling of I am life. I am part of the genius of nature. I'm built of it just like everything else around me and everyone around me versus no, I am this special, separate. I mean, this, this is another way of saying it. Like, it, it used to look to me like I was 95% different mm. from everyone and everything else on the planet. And now it looks to me like I'm like 1% different. <laughs> and there's just an inherent feeling in that of support is not a good enough word. <laughs> Peace is not a good enough word, but that that's what I'm trying to point to. Yeah, the the one consistent thing I've seen because everybody has their own take on how to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Um because you can't help but have it flavored through belief and story and thought. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You, you can't stop that. As far as I'm aware, I mean, unless, well, you know, maybe the people who sit do nothing but sit in silence, that might be the closest. <laughs> um, yeah. But the one thing that is pretty consistent in all the people who somewhere talk in the ballpark of all of the stuff that we're talking about 
there is kind of a fundamental question. Who are you? What are you? That begins a different kind of exploration. And it and I wouldn't say it requires you letting go of who you think you are. Um, because I don't again, I don't know what's in our control of how we how how we hang on or let go. But it is going to loosen the grip on some of your worst ideas, which will be nice, and some of your favorite ideas, which you'll want to fight against. <laughs> but the more, again, you let go of who you're not, like, oh, not that, oh, not that either, oh, not that either, the more, the more you're able to experience that silence, that space, that blank page, the, the space between the notes. And the music can still do what it's going to do. It's like you get yeah, and yeah. none of this yeah. are we saying don't be human and yeah. having a human experience. Exactly. Exactly. It allows that human experience to happen more freely. And again, yeah. in my experience, it allows that experience to happen more freely. Um, with you being responsible for less. And you and the stuff you do do becoming more enjoyable or at least less tense. <laughs> Yeah, and a whole lot less fear about the whole thing. Yeah. And and it another level like less fear about fear, right? Cuz fear is just another yes. just another note, just another tune that has space for it to exist. Yeah, we just let the music play. Groovy. <laughs> hmm, I got nothing else to say. Yeah, I, we probably Said enough. There's plenty to chew on there. Thanks, Mer. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. <laughs>